Let's put the finishing touches on this 2020 women's basketball campaign as we break down the final episode of the Sweat and Serve podcast. This is Evan Budgervich, your host, as we sit down with Haley Barber, the senior guard and captain for this team, to discuss the championship run for this Campbell program, how they overcame some adversity early in the season and ran off a fantastic conference slate, leading to 21 wins on the year. So here's our conversation with Haley Barber discussing her team's conference title, the next steps for Haley in her career, and how she's overcoming some free time during this coronavirus outbreak, and what she's learned about herself both as a basketball player and as a student athlete getting set to begin the next stage of her career. So Haley, what a whirlwind to your final month of your season. It starts off with the promise of possibly playing for a conference tournament. You have the ups and downs of overcoming an injury. What was going through your mind, and, and how did you keep your mindset focused those last few weeks, not knowing what was going to happen? Yeah, I kind of – it started off I had hope that <laughs> I was going to play at the end, and I think that's kind of what kept me going is that there's a potential that I can come back and play. So I'm just – while I can, I'm going to cheer on my team and do what I can to help them as I'm off the court. And then once I get back on, I'll pick up where I left off. It's interesting, too, because, of course, we were getting ready for the conference tournament, and you're on the court going through shoot-arounds and, and walk-throughs. What was on your guys' mind that morning of the game? Because there was a little bit of uncertainty, but we didn't really know what was going to happen game-wise. Right. We knew that we had PC that evening, so we were working on their zone on our offense, and then um, we just kind of were taking it as we could and just not knowing what was going to happen. But there was a potential that it could get canceled, and we were just hoping that it wouldn't. It's unfortunate, too, because you guys were probably halfway through your shoot-around, and then Shelly Davis, the associate commissioner, comes out, and all of a sudden Ronnie brings you guys in the locker room. What was sort of his message to you guys, especially knowing that, hey, the conference tournament's over and maybe your season could be over, too? Um, he just told us that, like, as a wrap-up, we had a really great season, and it was everything that we'd hoped for. Obviously, we thought we were going to have a conference tournament, but – um, he also thought that we might play in the NCAA tournament, so there was some hope that we were still be playing in a couple weeks, but um, then that got cut short. So he was just really proud of us and everything that we had done that year. It was a <laughs> sudden end, but there's not much words you can say at that moment. It's been a crazy almost two weeks now since all this has taken place, but have you had a chance to maybe talk to some of your teammates, and what's that message been like? Um, we haven't really said anything about it. Like we haven't really talked that much just cause it's all, I don't know. I think for me, it just ended so quickly that I'm not really ready to give it up. So that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> no doubt. And Haley, you're, you're smiling ear to ear as we're doing this podcast, just thinking about it, because I know for you just overcoming what you had to, you know, getting hurt in the Longwood game at the end of February and training and getting yourself back to full speed. What did you learn from watching games? Because I know the first game at Charleston Southern, you were as nervous as anybody right. down the stretch when, when Shy <laughs> hits the game-winning free throws and all that. But what did you notice from that side of the game that maybe interested you or kind of stood yeah. out to you? I think one of the biggest things I keep telling people that everybody says, like, on the bench they're saying that this is the best seat in the house. Well, <laughs> I'd much rather be on the court in the last second games because on the bench, oh, my God, it was so much anxiety and stuff like that. Because, like, you can't control everything and you have to put your faith in your teammates to do it. And I think that was one thing that I really learned, like, going into the last few weeks is that, like, they can easily do it without me. But, like, being out there is just as good. So I had faith in them, but I was ready to get back. Let's dive into that Charleston game because we're down a couple of points with, with 10 seconds left. Ronnie calls up a play to get shy a shot. 
you know, first and foremost, how loud were you yelling at the ref for a foul there? And then, two, <laughs> what did you feel as Shai's going to the line trying to win that game? Yeah, well, in the end, Kelly told me that I couldn't stand up. And, like, whatever I do, just don't stand up. And so Shai hit it. And, like, I saw the girl hit her arm, and I was like, oh, my God, it's over. And I was watching the ref on the baseline because I was, like, I couldn't even watch it. And he called the foul, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, I couldn't do anything. Everybody else is standing up. And then uh, I knew she could hit him because we keep telling her she has ice in her veins. So we knew, I knew she was good. It was funny, too, because she told me on the bus, I wasn't nervous for the first shot. I was nervous as all heck for the second shot and then wasn't nervous for the third shot. What would you have been like if you were in that same situation? <laughs> I told her that I was glad it was her and not me because there is very high chance that we wouldn't have won that game. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting, Haley. I'm just, I'm just pulling up the numbers here. 68% free throw shooter this year. You know, you ended up being an all-conference player. I know it didn't end the way you wanted, but what are your thoughts on what you were able to accomplish and what this group was able to get done? Yeah, I know going into the last year, we hadn't got a ring yet. We'd been really close each year, and we were getting closer and closer. And I think this year I kind of knew it was our time to do it. And so um, – Going into it, I just wanted to do everything that I could to make sure that we got there. And then when I went out, I just hoped and wished that they could do it. And I tried to motivate them as best as I could. Listen, like, we're two games away from winning this conference tournament and getting the regular season. Like, we can do it. And I just knew that it was our time, kind of. I know it's interesting because we've heard the stories about the the ring on the wall and kind of drawing the ring and and focusing on that object, kind of like your Lord of the Rings coming in and having your big moment. (laughs) But was it as simple as just the first day of practice, you guys all sat down and said, hey, let's win this thing? Or how did that all kind of come to be? Um, I think it came like in the summer, we had a lot of chemistry and all of us are just like really close outside of basketball. And I think that impacted the season as a whole. But we also, um, down the stretch, I think, in non-conference, there was some, like, rocky games that we learned from a lot. And um, going off those, we kind of brought it into conference, and we realized that we could beat everybody. And in the first round, we realized we could beat them pretty good. So at that point, it was just we can do this. After the first round of conference, it was really like a confidence booster that we're up there. We're one of the best teams in this league, so we can easily do it. I want to touch on a couple of games in the conference. And let's start with the game at Radford because – I don't want to say there was a sense of revenge on people's minds, but it just felt kind of sitting around the group there was a focus and an intensity going to that game. What was going through your mind getting ready for that and then as it kind of unfolded? Right. I think going into it, we all knew that it had been probably – we. I think we hadn't won in like 10 games against them or something. And so it, it was kind of our time, and all of us wanted that game more than anything, more than any game this season. And so going into it, I think we were really confident that we could easily, not easily, but go in there and take them down. Especially, too, that game was so low scoring. I want to say it was, oh, gosh, 12 to 8 or 15 to 8 at halftime. Had you been a part of a game like that where it was so tough to to score the basketball? Yeah, I think every time we play them, they're they're really good defensively. And so um, it's definitely, especially with a lot of the teams in our league, it's really hard to score on them. And so I think – what kind of helped us is we knew that defensively we could stop them and then the offense would just come when it came. So that's kind of what we went with. Because in that game, too, you hit, I think, three three-pointers in the first quarter. And <laughs> yeah. then there was about a 10-minute stretch where nobody was scoring, which right. was incredible. I also want to talk about the game at Upstate because there were 
so many back and forth <laughs> changes and Brianna Lewis, their point guard, was playing well and you guys had responses and you nearly had a triple double in that game. Uh, take me through, especially in those huddles, when the game's tight and you're going back and forth for, you know, two overtimes and the fourth quarter. How did you guys keep your composure? Yeah, I think in those games like that, everybody just gets worked up and, like, starts thinking about what if we don't win this, what if we don't win, and, like, we had a target on our back going into it, and we knew that, and down the stretch, being one of the senior leaders and having experience, it's just one of those things where you got to trust, like, that you're fine, and just take a deep breath, so in the huddles, you just tell everybody, like, hey, we're fine, like, don't even worry about the last point, we're on to the next one and just keep it moving. It'll come down to the end. If we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. It's just the game. Well, I love the composure because I know all of us were nervous as heck and, and shy at a great game shooting in that one, too, to help you guys win. The perks of winning on the road for this team, and it's been an Irani Fisher the last couple of years, but it is the post-game milkshake. <laughs> and there are a couple of girls who don't get milkshakes because they just don't prefer them and they'd rather have different stuff <laughs> like yourself. So I'm curious, um, why are you not a fan of milkshakes, and what is your go-to dessert then, if you could, you know, add to your equation? Um, I don't do milkshakes after the game because, like, after the game, after I run or anything, I do not have an appetite at all. Like, it's a struggle for me to even eat our post-game meal. So um, I think because I just get so worked up, and then after the game, like, all that just (laughs) is like, you usually get the cheer wine stuff, right? No, I don't get anything. I stick with my water. Yep. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. I just I'll take a bite of somebody else's, but other than that, I just can't do it. My go-to dessert. Oh, jeez, I love literally every dessert you can think of, other than chocolate. I don't like chocolate, but um, probably have to go with cinnamon rolls. It's interesting because you're such a big fan of desserts, and yet after a game where there's this excitement yeah. and and you know Casey's running around trying to get everybody's orders, right. and it's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm gonna lay back yeah. and not get a dessert. Yeah, she's a little shocked every time I say no, but she asks me every time, but can't do it. So you were part of the all-conference team, and this was a group that may have been as balanced one through ten as we've seen in a couple of years. Give me a sense of maybe one or two or three players that were the most fun to guard for you since you usually guarded the team's best player and what you learned going through those matchups. Um, I think in years past – I actually gained a really good relationship with Destiny Walker and from Radford. Um, once she graduated, like, we still talk to this day. And um, I think that's something really cool about the league is that, like, on the court we compete and we get after it and we're guarding each other like crazy. And then off the court it's like they're good people. And then the Plenovich twins from Gardner-Webb, them too, I've guarded them a lot. And I don't know, it's just I take going in each game – my goal is to try and obviously guard them the best that I can and do what I can to um, help our team get the win. And if that's guarding the best player, then it is. And just trying to stop them as best as I can and read the scouting report. And it's kind of a guessing game to see what they're going to do, but I like it. I'm curious because the final game at Gardner-Webb, of course, you didn't play, but Morgan Pointer, your high school teammate, had her senior day at Gardner-Webb. Right. And I know you guys have been battling for, gosh, eight, nine years yeah. now, but – what was that moment like with your family being there and to be able to watch her finish out her career? Yeah, it almost made me cry when she was going out to um, get her senior night awards because it was just not really a full circle, but it was so cool because we both grew up together. I went to high school with her, played against her in middle school. Like, I've known her since we were little, little kids. So um, just seeing her finish out her career, and that was her last game to play. And um, I think it was really cool to be able to see her play in her last game and see them I mean, they won, but um, it was really just 
really cool to see her finish it out. I realize that you didn't expect your last game to be against Longwood. One, given some injury stuff, and then two, w- with the coronavirus kind of slowing down the postseason. But what are some final takeaways you have from that last Longwood game and maybe just something that stands out in your, your final game of your college career? Yeah, I think not many people can say they won the last game of their career. Like, obviously, this year it's going to be different. But um, we won that game, and I went down in the end, and our team pulled it out, and it was one of the closest games, and it was <laughs> a pretty crazy game. So um, I just think I obviously didn't realize that was going to be my last game, and I kind of wish I would have, like, thought, like, hey, this could be my last game. But um, I don't know. I just – it was a good way to end it. Do you have a, and I guess for you and Kiana, and there's plenty of seniors out there like this, but is there a new sense of appreciation for the the day-to-day of basketball, knowing that you just truly never know when it can end? I think so. I mean, this last year was a little bit of a struggle for me mentally, and I think at the end of the season, um, I was proud of myself for making it to the end and finishing it out the way that I did, and then having it in the way it did, it was kind of heartbreaking because I worked so hard to get to the end and it just got cut short. So I think like going into the last couple games, I had such a more like appreciation for the game and I wanted to be out there and I wanted to do everything and then it got cut short. So that was a little heartbreaking, but it was fun. It certainly was. And and I know it didn't end the way you wanted and the way none of us really did, Mm -hmm. but to look back on a 21-win season, to have a regular season and actually a tournament title too, technically, um, you kind of checked a lot of the boxes you wanted to have. What are just your thoughts on how the season went down? Yeah, I'm super proud of us as a team. And uh, going back, like my only goal for this year was to get a ring, and I always joked with them. I said, you know, I'm not leaving here without a ring, whether that's a conference ring or Hopefully I get engaged by the end of this because I'm not leaving without a ring. But um, I prefer the conference over getting engaged in a couple months. But um, we got it. And so I'm leaving here with a ring, so I'm happy. You did get to have a senior day, and I realized you didn't play in the game. But, you know, yourself and and Kiana had a chance to walk on the court and and be honored. What was going through your mind during that? And then I know you and your family got to embrace Ronnie and the staff a little bit. And what's the emotion going through your mind there? Yeah, it definitely hurt a little bit not being able to play in that game because it's senior night, and um, it was I'd worked so hard to get to that point, and I wanted to be able to play and do all that. But at that time, it wasn't necessary, and um, I think it just I was so proud of Key for she played awesome in that game as well, and I think um, I was just and we won the regular season conference, so it was just a good night altogether. Take me through that final huddle because obviously you guys had won. You did the high fives with Presbyterian and their players, and then Ronnie brought you guys together. You had sort of known a trophy was coming, but a lot of it, to at least you guys, was sort of, hey, we're not sure what's going on. But right. how did he get you guys ready for that moment? And, and you guys' reaction was priceless. Yeah, he just brought us together and told us, like, how proud of us he was. And then um, it was in that moment he told us, to, me and Key, to go get the trophy. And it was <laughs> kind of everything I'd been waiting for. And so um, – I obviously was very happy to go get it. So, yep. Obviously, you guys haven't cut the nets down yet, and that, mm-hmm. that will probably take place in the fall once they get the new court down and everything. But just to think back to that trophy presentation, the look on people like Taya Bolden's face and Kiana and yourself, these these big smiles, the, the big emotion, where does that all sort of come from, and, and what's it like seeing that play out with everybody so happy in that moment? 
I think it's one of those things where you work so hard to get to that point, and all of us did, starting in preseason and summer workouts. Like, we're all there working our butt off, and then you get to a conference, and you win the conference tournament, and it's like it finally paid off, and you feel that everything you worked hard for was worth it. And and Because in the past, we've come up short, and I know all of us have felt that hurt, and it kind of sucks to get to that point, and you lose it, and it feels like it's not worth it, but then – we won it this year, and it made it all worth it. Since you are a senior, you know, this is it for your, your college playing career, but what is the next step? And I realize the next couple of months are weird, so we'll take those yeah. out. But <laughs> just for you in general, and what do you want to do after basketball, you know, as you get ready for that next stage? Yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure out everything so crazy and just trying to figure out what to do in my life and where I'm at and kind of – a sense of my identity has been taken away and I think before now I've tried to put my identity in things other than basketball so right now I'm kind of at a position where I'm figuring things out but I definitely want to go to grad school and uh, get my master's degree in sport management and then um, just kind of go from there wherever I can get a position in athletics or doing what I enjoy. It's funny because we talked to Alicia um, a couple of days ago on the podcast and she talked about working with the Bowie's Creek Astros mm-hmm. and getting that in-game experience. I know you had some work with them as well, but I'm curious, would it be working for a team? Would it be working for a local community? Like what, what type of sports goals do you have in mind? Yeah, I think in grad school I'm going to try to be a GA position or get a GA position with um, marketing and stuff like that and then kind of go from there, see if that's what I want to stick around with or go into operations or something like that. Um, I think I definitely want to stay in the college level and uh, kind of work with probably a D1 team, but honestly, I'm fine with anything. I love sports. So. Did your time on the bench, those four games, make you more or less inclined to go into the coaching world? Um, I had always thought about being a coach, and then I think now that I'm done, I kind of want to do more than just basketball, and like, <laughs> I don't think I can be on the bench and watching people give me that much anxiety so I definitely see where Fisher comes from having that um not mm, I don't have the words for that but uh I think he's got a fiery person yeah no yeah <laughs> so I don't think I can do that I think I want to just stick to all sports and get my hand in that so during this last couple of weeks where people have had more downtime and social distancing I know we've all found different ways to binge, whether it's TV shows or movies or just different things to keep us busy. So I'm curious, has there been a film or a show that's piqued your interest, and, and what have you learned as you've had some time just to <laughs> think about it and watch different stuff? Um, I, this past week, had the opportunity to watch Disney movies for basically nonstop, and so I had not seen any Disney movies, which was kind of shocking to everybody, but... Um, Now that I've watched all the Disney movies, I think my personal favorite, oh man, well my favorite movie of all time is Avatar, and that's on the Disney thing, but um, I don't know, probably The Fox and the Hound. Really? Yeah, or Bambi, both good ones. Bambi's sad, but it's a good one. Man, that's such a senior reaction to say Bambi, that's like the the (laughs) mother-daughter relationship just playing itself out. Uh, Haley, we appreciate you jumping onto the podcast, and I know your season didn't end the way you wanted, but it certainly seems like we talk about checking those boxes. You got to do a lot of the stuff that you wanted. Right. I'm happy.